Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Movie Babble podcast. I am your host, Nick Cush, and this time on the pod, my prediction, pain. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do it. I had to do it. Off to a rocky start already, but we're doing it. Rocky <laughs> start. Get it. <laughs> yeah. So this time on the pod, Creed 3 is now in theaters and doing actually incredibly well. It's about, it's got on pace to outgross Creed 1 and 2 by a wide margin. Um, so with that, we are coming together to celebrate the entirety of the Rocky franchise from the inspirational heights of Rocky 1 to Polly may or may not having sex with a robot to uh, Tommy <laughs> Machine Gun all the way through everything. We're here to celebrate it all, laugh at it a little bit, and um, kind of just talk Rocky. I think it's kind of one of my favorite franchises as a as a Philly guy myself, so I'm really kind of looking forward to talking through this. But here to help me throughout this entire conversation, in this corner over here, we have Spencer Henderson. What's going on? Yo. That's my <laughs> that's my intro. I like it. We're all just I'm here I'm here doing boxing puns, Rocky puns. Yeah. This is a great start to this podcast. In the other corner, weighing in at two hundred and seventy five pounds weighing. <laughs> oh, we have Colin Willis. What's going on, buddy? Yikes. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> He's also six ten. I forgot to mention that. He's fucking Ivan Drago. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Did not mean to shame you, Colin. <laughs> You can't see it on the audio feed, but I am wearing a red, white, and blue top hat uh, to celebrate this podcast. <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, I love the Rocky franchise in many different ways. You know, it's it kind of does rise from truly inspirational, like heartwarming, like filmmaking to just unintentional hilarity and just also just genuinely entertaining sports movies in the middle there. Um, but I'll turn it to you first, Spencer, kind of like. What are your overarching thoughts about the Rocky franchise altogether? Yeah, it's uh, interesting. I I was always more of a Stallone, or not Stallone, sorry, Schwarzenegger guy growing up. Uh, I had a cousin who was like my age. He was always more the Stallone person. So I watched all the Rockies and the Rambos and the Cobras and the cliffhangers growing up. Uh but I always was more into Schwarzenegger's filmography. Like I watched Terminator at a weirdly young age and Terminator 2 as well. So um, it, it, I kind of feel like in the 80s, those two were always kind of, oh, competing, facing off it with the who do you like better is the big action movie star. And I was always more of a, a Schwarzenegger boy, I guess. But I... Uh, yeah, I, I enjoy the Rocky movies. Uh, I I think this series is pretty inconsistent. Largely, I'll start by saying, like, you were talking about how it's one of your favorite franchises. I personally wouldn't go that far. I do enjoy a lot of these movies quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see how how unhinged this gets, how quickly, because I think our lists are going to be <laughs> di like wildly different. So that's that's where i'm at right now yeah and i guess when i say it's one of my favorite franchises i would probably say there's two quote-unquote great movies in this franchise that's as far as i'll go with it and like the like the large swath of the rest of them i find just very entertaining sports movies and they're fun sure. and hilarious and wonderful but i think it's it is one of my favorites because as i mentioned before i'm a philly guy i have 
run up the art museum steps a few times in my life. It's actually not that hard. So Rocky is kind of like, you know, he's, he's not the <laughs> it's most. It's at the I... end of a long, long run, Nick. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> um, it's just, so I had, you grow up kind of with that influence surrounding you. And it, it's truly, I want to start here immediately. It is truly amazing how my city has a statue of a fictional character in one of its most prominent areas. It's just so baffling, but it kind of also does show kind of how big of a deal Rocky is. And I truly, you can kind of, I mean, you can make arguments for the rest of the franchise, but in terms of Rocky one, um, there are kind of, there are very few movies that have had a bigger cultural kind of impact than that movie. And you even talk from workout culture. I have one of my really good buddies talked about how his dad saw the movie in theaters and people were just in the, in the kind of like in the sides of the theaters doing pushups and everything going crazy. Like it was truly <laughs> like a huge thing. Um, and obviously it kind of created the underdog genre and how it basically just created how sports movies work, you know, just the, and it created that format and has kind of gone back to it eight more times since. Um, but yeah. I love it a lot. How about but uh, how about you, Colin? What are your, your kind of overarching thoughts with the franchise? I uh, I didn't really grow up with Rocky a lot. I grew up with Rocky Four was like the like <laughs> on TV movie. Um, like it was always on like TNT or FX or like those kind of channels. Every every Republican dad's favorite movie, Rocky it's, Four. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And so that was that was my exposure to Rocky growing up. And I, I know I had seen Rocky Three and Rocky Balboa at some point, but it was like Rocky Four was really all that I knew about this franchise until Creed Two came out, um, and then I just like got into all of them. Um, but I think Rocky has more hits than misses as a franchise. Um, there's definitely like there's definitely a different feel between a lot of these movies, and there are some that I think are a lot like deeper and more well done than others. But then there are others that are just not well done, but my favorite thing ever. Um, so I'm excited to be fully unhinged on some of these <laughs> rankings. Yeah, and it was really fun kind of going back throughout the entirety of the franchise. I tried my I tried and actually succeeded in watching every single movie in order. Um, and you do see a lot of different things throughout this. Like you do, because Colin, as you mentioned, it's the consistency is all over the place, but yet it still finds a way to be entertaining in a lot of different ways. Um, but there is like a lot of interesting things about it and kind of one of the few things that i've really liked about the franchise is kind of how as much as things change over the years and also just for these characters a lot of things stay the same you know rocky ends up at the exact same spot in philadelphia hangs out with the same people um you could make the case that paulie is just like is your uncle that kind of hates the world because he didn't he never really lived up to his own expectations in life and he just did he worked at the same meat factory for his entire life and there's there is something even though as ridiculous as this franchise gets there is kind of something very sweet and human at its center and i think it's they're obviously very earnest movies they are certainly not winking at you um certainly not when you think about how silly it gets um, yeah, but even I think when you even when you sometimes think the movie's winking at you, oh, it's no. not. It's, it's not. absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> um, and so I think when the movies work, um, that earnestness really makes them like you are like soaring. You're like, I could like fly right now. So I'm going to fly right now, I guess you could say. Um, just continuing the puns and won't stop here. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I just I really love this franchise for a lot, a lot of different reasons. They're really fun. Um 
I think, Connie, you were mentioning, like, Rocky IV was always on TV. Uh, for some reason, the Rocky franchise always plays on Thanksgiving on, like, TNT or, like, one of those channels. Like, they just do a huge marathon, which is always really fun. Um, and I feel like... I know Creed released on Thanksgiving. I can't remember if Creed 2 did. Um, Rocky 2 takes place on Thanksgiving, I believe. Yeah, and then I think the original Rocky is over New Year's, I believe. It's uh, um, 4th of I July. I know Balboa or, was Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So Rocky was really holiday Christmas. season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah. really... I, there is something kind of like special about these movies and how they how they work. It really is like... It's kind of like a lot of these movies are they couldn't make them anymore just because it's just like a weird alchemy that somehow these movies work in the end. Um, but yeah, they any more, any, any thoughts before we kind of dive into how this is all going to work here? Nah, let's do it. Let's do it. So we have nine movies across the Rocky and Creed films that we're going to rank here. So all of us came to this podcast with our own personal rankings and we are all going to take turns nominating movies that deserve to go in specific spots so this because has been mentioned this could get really hectic colin could love rocky <laughs> five and put that at his number one movie who's to say um but yeah we're gonna have to do a lot of a lot of different negotiating like a lot of negotiating tactics throughout this to figure out where movies fall and who knows we'll see what happens but I really enjoy this, especially after the M Night podcast that Spencer did last time. This is, I think, this is a really fun kind of process to talk about this franchise as a whole. Um, but yeah, I'd say let's just dive into it. Um, so, with in the number nine slot, I'm going to give it to Spencer, who will nominate the first movie that deserves to be ranked. Yeah, I'm kind of of two minds with this one. There's the obvious choice, and then there's the choice that I'm kind of like. I kind of also hate another movie in the Rocky franchise uh, that isn't Rocky Five. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but I think I'll just do the safe thing and I'm going to put Rocky Five here. Uh, the right choice. It's the right choice. Yeah. Like, I don't want to start us too hectic and crazy. Um, this movie is kind of just rocky 2 again in a lot of ways but way worse <laughs> uh like we open with a stallone butt shot and then the movie just goes downhill from there so i was not expecting that at all <laughs> yeah this was so this is the only move only rocky movie i'd never seen before and yeah was not expecting that that ass shot yeah, in the they shower. Bring nudity nudity <laughs> into the franchise that and new drawings which we'll get into maybe but uh <laughs> At this point in the series, the whole I'm retired shtick feels so stale that it's like it, it hits the point where you're just like you stop caring at all in this movie. Uh, I think it's kind of it could be interesting to have the Tommy Gunn character be this new person that Rocky like trains and that part of the movie. It's kind of like, oh, OK, like we're going in this kind of new direction. But then, of course, it just like kind of feels like, oh, we have to have Rocky fight at the end, which I think is a problem with a lot or multiple of these movies. Mm -hmm. uh, the main lesson of this series at this point, I feel like, is that if there's a problem, you just have to beat the holy shit out of it. <laughs> like you have to subplot <laughs> with the kid at the school where it's like he's getting bullied. And the ultimate lesson is 
beat the absolute hell out of these kids and then they'll respect you and i one of the biggest lols i got from the series is when uh the one fight promoter comes and shows up like on the street where rocky is in the limo and then it's just conveniently outside of adrian's pet store where she's (laughs) working again and she comes running out and like to stop the whole meeting uh yeah this movie's just bad I don't have much more to say about it. It's it's kind of dull, not fun, uninteresting, etc. Can I make a quick case for this movie, which I do not think is very good? Um, my my take after watching this, which is I agree, a very not good movie and just pretty boring and bland overall. Um, but I would say that we don't get the Rocky Balboa or the, any of the Creed movies without this movie. Um, so we have. We have John Avildsen coming back to direct after Stallone directed two through four. Um, And I think this is conceptually, I think this movie does a lot of good things where it's a hard reset on the Rocky character who is like so rich and famous at the end of Rocky four, where he's just not a person you can empathize with at all anymore. Like he's like, he is legitimately a superhero by the time the fourth movie comes around. He's a superhero. (laughs) So... I appreciate how this movie is like, we're going to take all his money away. He's going to go back to Philadelphia and he's going to just try to like figure out his family stuff, um, which I, I really do admire. Uh, and I think that where we could say where the franchise gets a little more emotionally resonant in future um, iterations, it does not happen without Rocky five. Like if Rocky is still some rich dude, some rich asshole in his mansion um, somewhere on the main, maybe on the main line of Philadelphia, it probably does not. This franchise does not continue to go. But I think when Rocky is a sad sack, it just, you know, it just really works. So I admire. I, okay. Go ahead. I, I get what you're I get what you're saying, but I don't think that's like a testament to the quality of Rocky five. I think that's a testament oh, absolutely to not. the quality of the later <laughs> movies because it's like, oh, OK, they take what is genuinely a bad movie and they somehow made a sequel to it feel grounded and logical in an interesting way where it's like, yeah, I I do agree. The most interesting thing this movie does is basically strip Rocky of everything, but that's already been covered in Rocky too, to I think uh, better, better degrees of quality. Yeah. But this movie has Tommy Gunn. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, I, he is no, in I agree. It. With, I definitely, no, I, I definitely, I, I definitely agree with you. I think it's just, um, I think it's just, uh, conceptually, I think this idea isn't as bad as people want to give it the, I guess, when, like, I feel like when you talk about like bad sequels, I think Rocky Five is like up at the list, top of the list. And I don't think it's quite there. Um, I think it does some things that are like somewhat interesting and just doesn't capitalize on them at all. And also Stallone is just fucking terrible in this movie. He is so bad. He's like a child. Like, I don't know what he's doing in this movie. It's really, really bad. Um, but, you know, I just to kind of appreciate it, it laying it laying the groundwork for what's to come. You know, it's the necessary reboot or not a reboot because this movie, this thing gets rebooted 10 different times. But um, it kind of gets us back onto like an even playing field in that sense. So um, that's all I got. That's the only thing I can say good about it because the rest of this movie kind of sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to lean a little bit more towards Nick on this one. I fully agree with Rocky Five being number nine on the on the rankings. Um, And I think this has just horrid execution in terms of anything it's trying to bring to the table. But I do think that this 
brings more to the table than a particular movie I don't want to spoil yet. Um, and even like, I kind of do like that hard reset, um, even if it does feel very forced and awkward in the first like 10 minutes of the movie. Um, and they just kind of blame it all on Polly and they're like, all right, so we're done with that. <laughs> it's always Polly's fault. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think like, I think there could have been something more interesting with like Rocky's son and surrogate son in this movie. Um, but it was, you know, they're so those two arcs are so separated for most of the movie. Um, and the fact that Rocky doesn't really have like a dog in the fight, um, like an antagonist to really challenge him as the story goes, like Rocky's just kind of along for the ride in a lot of this movie until the very end where he's like, well, I got to do a street fight now, um, which is just an absolute bonkers way to basically end the franchise at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> no notes. Incredible. <laughs> um, and I think like, yeah, top. I think Tommy Gunn gets most of the flack, and he should. Um, I don't think he's the franchise's worst antagonist, um, but he's pretty close Same. to that. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's pretty close, but he's not the worst. I don't think. I think a better script makes his character turn out better. Yeah, so I agree with you, Colin. Like, I think there are like, if you look on the page, well, maybe not on the page because you read the script and you're like, "What the fuck is Stallone saying here?" <laughs> but like, if you think like the outline of the movie, like the bullet points, it's there's a good script that could be made out of this, but then yeah, we have a ten minute diversion about Rocky's kids' nude new drawings and all that, and then Stallone like ups the ups his stammering to like eleven. I, I it's yeah, it's it sounds like somebody's dad doing a bad impression of Rocky. That's it really it is. It's like it's like he had years of of like SNL parodies at this point, and yeah, he's like, yeah. all right, well, I'm gonna do that now. It's I don't. I have no. Like I watched. It, I was like, "What the fuck is he doing in this movie?" Yeah, it is really it's bad. So weird. Because the Rocky, the Rocky character, um, is a really fine line of, you know, he's just not a smart guy. Um, but he, yeah. In the first Rocky, he has like a ton of humanity, and he's like just a very like charming and like just really well drawn out character. And he has all his he's little wholesome. quirks. Yeah, he's very wholesome. He's got his turtles. He's just he just wants a girlfriend. And he he's wants just to make something of his life. Yeah. yeah, but here, yeah, Stallone is—he's jumped the shark. It's very, very bad. Um, here, yeah, <laughs> here's my Rocky Five hot take though. I think that Sage Stallone turns in a better performance as Robert than Milo Ventimiglia does in Rocky Balboa. Ooh, ooh, interesting. Ah, uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know about ne- that. Neither, neither one of them is terrific, but I think. There's a better job at acting being done here than I felt watching Rocky Balboa. You like you liked I, his I earring that a lot. His yeah. earring looked really good to you when he when he broke bad for a second in the second act. <laughs> the earring and the cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> when he punches the kid and they're all just watching TV. The next scene. It's great. Yeah, dude. It literally the it, the scene ends with the bully saying, "Hey, you're all right, dude." Like after he gets the shit beat out of him, it makes no sense. I feel like we've spent too much time on Rocky. We have. 5. I was about to call it. We're, we've spent too much time on Rocky Five. It's not very good, um, but interesting in a lot of different ways. Uh, but that's in the number nine spot. So at the number eight spot, I'm going to turn it to Colin. Uh, which movie do you think should go here? Uh, here's where things are probably going to get a little unhinged, but this is where I'm going to put Rocky four. I oh. Rocky four, I think is the most iconic Rocky, 
by most standards. Like, I think when people think of Rocky, they think of, like, scenes from this movie. They think of if he dies, he dies. You know, like, the the entirety of the Creed franchise is kind of pivots around, you know, Apollo Creed's arc in this movie. Um, but I think this is the most flash in a Rocky movie with the least amount of substance. Um, it's a really short movie, too. Most of these clock in around, like, an hour 50, two hours. This one's, like, right at an hour 30. Um, and I just don't think there's a lot here. I really like Apollo's arc in this movie. Um, I think you get just, I think Carl Weathers does a great job with Apollo in all four of the movies that he's in. Um, but I think they do really interesting things in here to the point where I'm more interested in Apollo in this movie than I am in Rocky. Uh, and part of that is just like the decadence that is Rocky and the robot that's just wandering around hitting on Polly. (laughs) Um, and like, it's, it's flashy. A lot of this movie is just montage. I mean, there's a nearly five minute long driving scene where Stallone is just flashing back to, to <laughs> other movies. It's my favorite scene. It's so bad. <laughs> it's and like the the music is. I don't. I don't even know if there's a way to describe it in this movie, but it is so bad. It's like it's like the ultimate like late '80s power ballad. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's just, it's so bad. And yeah, he goes on a very sad drive for five minutes and thinks about all the bad things that have happened to him. And then it just abruptly stops and he goes to Russia. (laughs) So this is the only Rocky movie of like the Rocky movies without Bill Conti. And I feel like that's a huge part of it because he was busy making Karate Kid sequels. Um, I do really like Hearts on Fire. And I think that is the song that Eye of the Tiger could have been if it hadn't been just kind of memed to death in other movies over the years. Uh, but Hearts on Fire is the song that makes me want to just, like, go to the gym and just lift everything. <laughs> so, Spencer, do we agree with this? I, this... No, absolutely <laughs> not. Over my dead body. <laughs> I, I, hmm. See, this movie isn't good, but I love it so much. <laughs> it's, it's so wonderful. <laughs> The most yeah, America so fuck yeah movie ever made. This, <laughs> don't stand for this. So okay. <laughs> so so is this num- this is number eight on your personal list, I assume, right, Colin? Yeah. So where is it? F- well, for me, where is it for me? It's my seven, which kind of shows you how I feel about oh. it. I think. So do I? Do we spoil <laughs> where it is on your list, or how do we do this? How do we figure this out, Spencer? <laughs> Let's just say it's higher on my list. <laughs> it's higher than number eight and number seven. <laughs> so if we can just get it even a couple things, a couple slots higher, then I will, I'll reveal where it is. Or so where would, what would you put in its place? What would you, what would you recommend here instead? You want me to, to give it, to give, to show my hand? Here's I your will. rebuttal. Yeah. What's your rebuttal? Okay. I, genuinely hate rocky balboa and i think it belongs here <laughs> interesting i almost put rocky balboa in last place rocky balboa is my number eight as well oh, or, okay so there we go con your thoughts <laughs> rocky balboa is way higher on my list <laughs> <laughs> fuck what are we gonna do here oh god i feel like we just have to split the difference here somehow <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so maybe Spencer... pick something that's not Rocky Four or Rocky Balboa. So, or we... Spencer, I think I, I think we have to spoil it. So, where's Rocky Four on your list? 
It's number two. <laughs> I love Rocky Four. That's incredible. <laughs> I really thought long and hard about this. This is about favorites. It's not about what's the best. I'm gonna That's use it. that quote a little bit later on when we get to my top three. <laughs> okay. So, Colin, where is Rocky Balboa on your list? Rocky Balboa is number four on my list. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the transitive property, I don't know if that's actually the transitive property, but definitely not. But this isn't a math podcast. I would say that we all have, like, if you add it all together, I would say Rocky Four is a little higher on all of our combined lists than Rocky Balboa. Is that fair? Yeah, I'll take. Do we do that? So what's so should we do Rocky Balboa at eight? If you insist. <laughs> I'm fighting the yeah. good fight for you, Spencer. The character of Robert Balboa has taken some big L's with these rankings. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, what is there? So we'll, so we'll lock in Rocky Balboa at, at eight. We'll do that. I feel like that's a decent compromise. <laughs> this is going exactly how I want it so far. <laughs> that's good. I like it. So we'll do that. Sorry. Sorry, Colin. Hate to hate to do it to you. <laughs> there are Rocky yeah. Balboa fans out there, and they'll hear this and they'll they'll outrage for me. <laughs> so my take on Rocky Balboa is that I love everything that isn't boxing related, and I think the boxing related stuff sucks. Is my take. He is just so old. I don't mean to be ageist, but man, my my guy, he's so old. <laughs> He's so old. It's so unbelievable that he'd be fighting the heavyweight champion of the world. It's ridiculous. I just kind of <laughs> want him to just chill in his chill in his restaurant and tell people about the good old days and help what's her face with her house and her son. That's kind of all I want. Every time that's happening Little in this Marie. movie. Is that her name? I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember her as the creepo girl. Um yeah, every th- every time there is like something non-boxing related in this movie, I think it's really sweet and really touching. Um and Stallone actually gives a very good performance this time around. But yeah, I just, I don't know. The boxing kind of sucks. It really does suck. I will say they they brought in like, this is like the first movie to bring in the HBO sports um, kind of bit to this. So they actually filmed the last fight like it's like you're watching on HBO. On they filmed just... some of the last fight like that, Nick. The last fight is crazy in terms of <laughs> editing. It's so oh, many yeah, different the, styles that's, that's true. To do. The montage yeah. p- bits of it are crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't. It just he just shouldn't have fought in this movie. He's just so damn old. God. <laughs> yeah. He's old. He's like 60, like 60 years old with this movie. Damn. And there's like not he, like. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, if he was 50 years old, I'd maybe believe it. <laughs> but my guy is old. 50. So they, they like say the the words he's like in his 50s during the press conference but yeah he does look he does look like he's in he's his 60s in his 50s with the s is doing a lot of work there yeah he's doing exactly. a lot of work <laughs> sorry yeah. go ahead it's like and that's one of the things i'll agree with on this movie is like he doesn't ever really get a compelling reason to fight in this movie like you know this is the third time and so this is the third rocky movie to use the i'm too old i'm not fighting anymore and then he gets back in and fights anyways i know this would be the fourth because every movie since rocky 3 uses that (laughs) uses that plot but in this one he's just like i was kind of bored and i didn't know what to do so i applied for a license 
Um, and then he like gives his speech and then they let him fight. Um, but I also think that uh, Mason the Lion Dixon is the worst antagonist of this franchise. Oh, he sucks. Easily. Uh, easily. And it's like, it's what what they're, they're trying to recreate, like the Rocky Marciano Muhammad Ali fight or um, dream fight from the 70s. And so I feel like this is where you need an antagonist like Apollo Creed, who's just this really charismatic, like very cocky person who like everyone loves and is kind of the greatest to go against Rocky, who's more of like the hardened like old guy. And they don't. They just have this guy who has this and this alone as his acting credit. And he is a real boxer. So I feel like that's credit to him. But there's just no personality to Mason. And there's just no there's nothing to like draw you as the audience or Rocky as a character into that specific fight. And I feel like that's where the movie really falls apart. But I do like all the things that are just like Rocky wandering around Philly and being, you know, the sad, like nostalgic Rocky that he's kind of become. Because I do think it returns to a lot of what made Rocky and Rocky two work really well. It's just that kind of goobish Rocky. Uh, but he's like, he's not as confident and like adult as he's supposed to be in like Rocky three, four or five. And so I do like the way they return him to his roots in that. But yeah, Mason is just so bad. It's such a hilariously <laughs> bad name. I, I do it. I, I feel like, so what they're going for, right? Like he's supposed to kind of suck. Cause he's in the time of boxing where like the field is like pretty weak. And so he was just kind of the champion by default. And like they mentioned when the last fight starts that he's kind of out of shape. So he's supposed to suck a little bit, but yeah, he's just, you know, he's not a professional actor and that's part of it. And I do appreciate how this franchise kind of like swings more towards like boxing realism rather than like good acting. Um, maybe until Creed three, we'll get to that uh, <laughs> with, my, with my boy, Jonathan majors. Um, but I, yeah, he just, he's just not interesting. Even with, I think they, they try to build it into his character that he kind of sucks, but it just, it's just not, I just don't care at all. And yeah, Mason the Lion Dixon. Just like, what are we doing? <laughs> what, what is happening? I can't say or hear that name with a straight face. <laughs> Which is worse, yeah. Mason the Lion Dixon or Tommy Machine Gun? Mason the, Mason Lion, the Dixon. Lion Dixon. Okay, that's, that's where I was going to. Just wanted to put it on the record. <laughs> yeah, I'm way more negative on this movie than you guys. Uh, <laughs> this movie feels like to me... Do you guys know the character Uncle Rico from uh from Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. It feels like he it feels like he wrote and directed a movie that's just like all about, oh, remember how great the past was? Like even down to the movie being like the sport of boxing sucks now. Everybody wants Rocky. It feels like the Sylvester Stallone vanity project to me. The there's some good character stuff, you know, like, but I feel like this this movie is completely negated by a later entry in the franchise that like does everything this movie does but way more interesting and better and i agree with nick all the boxing stuff in this movie is genuinely terrible like the central premise setup of the boxing match with like the weird yeah simulated boxing match that's like it's a so goofy CG. yeah it's so silly and it's just like that's the thing is the movie is acting like it's this dead serious completely earnest kind of kind of rocky movie but then you have the central conflict set up in such a literally cartoonish way that i my sense my suspension of disbelief is just on the floor like i i i 
I really dislike this movie. I, I, I honestly think it might be the worst of the franchise for me. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I, the boxing sucks. I just I think I think Stallone, he's like, I like older Stallone, but you, um, where he's just like the world, he's down on the world. And I mean, obviously, Creed, it's a better version of that in Creed. Um, but I do really like that version of the character. Um, and yeah, I kind of just like him hanging out. I, re- I truly wish like this was just he was like doing good deeds for people in his community. Same. And that was it. Yeah. Like that would be actually sweet and also thematically consistent where he's just trying to make like make something of his life. Um, obviously, now that Adrian's gone and everything like that. So, um, but yeah, Colin, you I feel like you uh, like this movie a lot more than us. So this, what are the things that you genuinely like about it that help put it on higher in your list? For me, I genuinely like kind of the things, uh, not to echo like what you guys are saying, but I think those down-to-earth moments with Rocky where he's just like reconnecting with the people around him. Um, I think Polly, I think this is my favorite of Burt Young's performances as Polly. Because um, a lot of it's the really times, sad. Yeah. A lot of the times, you know, like take Rocky Four for example, he's just kind of the butt of the joke after the first two Rocky movies. Uh, but I feel like in a lot of ways, this returns Rocky to something that feels a lot more familiar to the character as he was seen in Rocky and Rocky two. Because if you watch this franchise in order, there's a big difference in Rocky as a character between the second and third movies. And then they kind of follow that new, like updated fancy. I have money now version of Rocky. Um, and like he loses his accent a lot in Rocky three and Rocky four before it comes back in Rocky five. And so I like the ways they really like return him down to earth and they kind of reconcile with like who Rocky was, you know, to this neighborhood originally and like what that legacy means. And, you know, it's, he just wears his heart on his sleeve in this movie. Um, And I feel like you get a lot more out of Adrian as a character having had her pass away than we had with her in Rocky four and Rocky five, where she's just basically like, don't do this. Yes, do it, Rocky. I'm here for you. Um, yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's what pushes Polly to I be such a, that. yeah, I think that's what pushes Polly to be just such a more interesting character in this movie. He's a lot more grounded and it really is heartbreaking. Um, you know, that scene where he, he walks into the diner and he's got a black eye and just uh, half a cow he throws on the counter. Um, and just like watching what he's become when, when uh, he and Rocky are in the van and they're going and they're touring all of like the first eight uh, scenes and he's, you know, he's just crying almost about how, you know, you have all these happy memories and I don't have anything. Um, I think it's just, just kind of breaks you up inside. And then I think like the motivational moments of this movie work really well, particularly like the stuff with Rocky and with Robert, Um, you know, there's that big scene um, where he's he's yelling at him outside the restaurant about you know you're blaming this on on everybody and you got it's not about, it's about how hard, how hard you, can, you can get hit or whatever how does it go and keep is that, moving is that forward is? Yeah. um i remember in high school i would watch that speech like anytime i played a sport i was like <laughs> you're right i can do this um i do think that inspires one of the worst moments in this movie though where rocky flashes back in the middle of the fight to words that he said to someone else instead of like something that inspired him that someone else said. I just think it's really goofily done in that moment. Um, But yeah, I just, I think the heart of this movie carries it past its weaknesses and past the fact that Mason is just kind of 
incredibly uninteresting anytime he's on screen. Yeah, Mason Line Dixon, great champion. The um, champion. <laughs> yeah, I I'm I'm very conflicted on this movie. There's parts of it that I really like, and then I just don't care about anything boxing related at all. And then Stallone's hair is clearly dyed black and it's very it's very noticeable. My, my guy's just my guy's just old. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> my other favorite part is when they're like going through his training routine and they're like, well, you can't do this. You can't do this. He's like running is out of the question. And then it cuts and he's just like doing the usual Rocky run. (laughs) That was the only time he ran throughout the training process. That was it. (laughs) All right. Should we move on? Let's do it. So that was our number eight. And so we're at our number seven now, which is, I feel like after we just bulldozed Collins wish there at number eight, I feel like we have to put Rocky four. At seven. I think that's a good compromise for all of us. Does that work? Yeah, yes. that's fine. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so Rocky Four. Um, the thing we've alluded to quite a bit already, it's incredibly entertaining. Out of all the Rocky movies, it's probably the one I've watched third most, maybe? Probably. <laughs> Um, okay, I, the, that the second half of that statement went way different than I expected. You're like, true, out of all the Rocky movies, it's the one I've watched the third most. It's out like, of all the Rocky movies, it's the one I feel the most okay about, and nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really set myself up for uh, success there, but yeah, I like this movie a lot. It's not actually good, uh, but man, is it hilarious to watch? I love so much of it. Yeah, Polly just. Fucking that robot. Just it's wonderful. Um, they're just him. Just it's this is truly like the vanity point for well, you could say Rocky three is definitely like a big change in how the character of Rocky appears because by that point, Stallone is a star. And I think Rambo is coming out the, the same year. Um, so he is like a bona fide A-lister. And then Rocky four, it's like literally all of the edges of Rocky have been shaved off and he's just Stallone on steroids. Um, but yeah, it's just, this movie's hilarious. Like everything about how much this movie hates Russia is so funny and so wrongheaded in so many different ways. Um, it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's 90 minutes of montage that are all hilarious. Like when he, when he is in Russia and pulls, Drago's photo off the mirror and it's his face directly behind it. I just cry in tears every single time. Yeah. It's so funny. So Um, good. And then (laughs) Spencer's so angry. It's a fucking masterpiece. (laughs) (laughs) And then him just yelling Drago on the top of the mountain. Just incredible stuff. Um, Yeah. I feel like like it's downright Shakespearean. You know what? I've set it up. Spencer, why don't you just take the lead here? What what what's so great about Rocky Four? I mean, th- this movie is like everything I should despise. Like it's very jingoistic, which I'm usually not. Oh yeah, not a oh, fan yeah. of. This it's makes like Lone incredible. Survivor look like an anti-war yeah. movie or something. Yeah, <laughs> for real, it, it's heavily inspired by like Reagan era politics in the United States Absolutely. of America. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, it's it's ridiculous. The whole movie, like Colin said, is like a montage. But it's like I view all those things as like positives in this case for some <laughs> weird reason. Uh, 
mostly because I think we're so far detached from the first Rocky movie at this point that this is like the first time I feel like it like truly embraces um what audiences are going to the movie for at this point like at this point in the franchise uh this actually isn't gonna be the last time i reference this movie but in the movie barton fink uh the coen brothers movie <laughs> did not barton think this fink, was coming up <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> barton barton fink is constantly alluding to the fact that he wants to write a movie for the common man uh which is you know like he thinks is like the blue collar kind of working class american person and uh this is a movie that feels like what barton fink should have wrote if he was going (laughs) to write something truly for like the common audience members uh yeah there's just something about this movie's tone that feels like surreal and so uh stupid infectiously but i love it like i just have such a good time watching this movie and so it's like yes there are there are movies that I ranked below this that are, like, I hate this word, but basically objectively better, like, on a on a filmmaking level. But I just enjoy watching this movie so much more that it's like, it, yeah, if, if I'm going to turn a Rocky movie on, it's going to be Rocky 4, just because it's, it's hilarious. So, yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's a really inspired pick. And, you know, if, if you can change, and I can change, we all can change. <laughs> What is it? <laughs> I think that's how it goes. Oh, that's, I'm pretty sure that's Close verbatim. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it, yeah, I have it up. It's if I can change and you can change, everybody can change. You know, <laughs> it's a really good message. The Cold War is now over. <laughs> yeah, he like physically beats communism in a fight. Like, what more do you want from a movie? The like, best just... part is when I the 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 Russian president like just like stands up and starts clapping. Yes. <laughs> it's the funniest yeah. shit I've ever seen. He's like, oh yeah. my god, this is like democracy, incredible. Yeah, <laughs> he, he turns Russia capitalist in the Rocky universe. <laughs> yeah, he gets all of Moscow to cheer for him. That's <laughs> yeah, the best. I love it so much. I uh, I do think that Apollo Creed coming down like from the ceiling to living in America oh is the greatest God. thing ever. So good. Did we we Apollo, did we rank this a little Creed. too low? I feel like yes. we ranked this a little too low. <laughs> Way too low, Nick. I've been trying to say that. You know, oh, it's, it's fine. I, I wrote it down in Sharpie. It's I'm sorry, we can't change yeah. it now. It's I too guess. late. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Nick is actually pro Ivan Drago. Yeah, you know they had he had a lot of good points in the twelve words that he said. A lot of good ideas. <laughs> it is just you kind of you just, every little bit of this movie is just it's it's so funny. It's so wrong headed in so many different ways, and you know it's just like even in like the third act, like they're basically just wrestling each other. Like that's one of the other things. Um, a quick kind of aside here that there are so many disqualifications in these fights because people are like throwing each other into like the corners <laughs> it's so funny uh, but especially in this movie like drago is like picking him up and throwing him around it's so good um yeah it's i don't know it's just it's 90 minutes of pure bliss that i think is pure bullshit but also the greatest thing i've ever seen so that's kind of how i feel about it <laughs> yeah you have to view this movie as like a time capsule i'm not trying to say oh this is like 
but this movie weirdly oh, of is course, like of course. a perfect metaphor for like American foreign policy in the 1980s. Like it's <laughs> it really like, is in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, you just like it, it's a product. It's a product of its time, like of the of the highest degree. And I just like I, I don't know. I feel kind of the same way that how the Star Wars prequels are kind of this like surreal view of the Iraq War. That's how this like <laughs> is as well. Like it's the it. it it's just like so interesting to me. Like I find this movie just fascinating to watch and entertaining. So it's like two things that I that I love when when I when I watch a film. I just imagine Stallone like writing this and being like, oh, get the political commentary in this movie is so great, really incisive. This is the one they'll remember me by. <laughs> and it is the one they remember me by. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's true. Yeah. Like I said, it's every Republican dad's favorite movie. So it's it's truly baffling, but just so so wonderful. And there's the uh, you know he's doing the he's doing his his sit ups when he's hanging over the end of the barn, and I'm like, Polly could just drop him at any second. <laughs> it's horrible. It's terrifying. Um, no, I just I love it. Just and I love the part where in the training montage where they're going back and forth between Rocky and Drago, and then like Rocky is like running up the mountain, and then they just cut to drago getting injected with steroids it's just it's so it's so funny oh my god i love it, how nick i love how you started that by saying i love the part in the training montage like there's only one training montage in the entire movie that's fair yeah that's fair but it is the training montage yeah sure okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but it is oh that's so good it's so so funny <laughs> i love it anything other any other rocky four thoughts did Polly really fuck that low. robot? He did. It, it had to <laughs> yeah. have happened. He did. Yeah. That's like In one the of the Rocky f- verse. He's a trailblazer in terms of <laughs> the funny sexuality. Thing is, the funny thing is, he is. That's like one of the few moments in the Rocky franchise that Polly is happy. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that says, but uh, man, rough life for that guy. <laughs> he would have loved Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's great yeah fun really fun movie um i will be i honestly i'll be watching this like way more than like the next couple movies that we say here but they're definitely better movies um so we'll move on here we'll go to our we'll go to number six which i think takes us back to spencer so spencer what do you have in the number, yeah. in the number six spot well i don't know how this is gonna go honestly i don't know what what you guys think of this movie but i propose we put rocky two here Oh, interesting. Where, where did I have this? I could. I. I'm all right with that. I'm okay with it. So, what do you think, Colin? I also have Rocky two at six, but I have another movie we haven't talked about yet at seven. So I'm not sure how that figures out. Hmm. Well, what is that if one? It's, if it's the movie I'm thinking of, then I'm. Please no. <laughs> it's what is I have, it? So at number seven, I have Creed two, and then I have oh, okay. Rocky two at number six. Okay, okay. I have Creed 2 just one slot under this, so five. So uh, I think we do Rocky 2 here. Yeah. Seems I, to I be the... So Nick, I have Nick's... Creed 2 at six. Um, oh, okay. And you, you have it there too, Colin? Or uh, you... So I have, I have Creed 2 at seven, Rocky 2 at six. Okay. Uh, I, I could go either way. Like, they're interchangeable to me. So what do you guys want to put here? Fuck it, let's do Creed 2. Let's do it. Okay. 
I, f- I feel good. I, I like I like this because I actually just rewatched. This was actually the last movie I watched, and I have I like it. Um, I don't have the same. Emo- I don't really have an emotional attachment to it, even besides saying like that's a really like that's just like a well done, not great, but re- like very like just solid sequel in a franchise. Um, it's funny that we're putting this here too because obviously he's fighting like son of Drago. Um, yeah. in this one, which is fun. Um, what is his name? Ivan Drago. That's what it is. Yeah. Ivan, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, a little fun, little parallel there, but, um, yeah. What's, what's your take on, on Creed two Spencer? Uh, it's okay. <laughs> That's basically where <laughs> I land. Like, uh, great take. We'll get, we haven't come on Creed yet. So, uh, you can, or we haven't landed on that and on the list yet. So you can, assume i like it better than this movie <laughs> uh and so what i have to say is when i went and saw this movie i uh felt kind of disappointed just because of how awesome creed was like this is a solid movie it's entertaining um it's like a weirdly grounded sequel to maybe the most ridiculous movie yeah. in the franchise or not even maybe the most ridiculous <laughs> movie in the franchise and it grounds the dragos in really interesting and uh unexpected ways i will say i uh, i don't think really any fight in this movie is all that memorable especially after it's following up a film in the franchise that has a couple genuinely incredibly executed fight sequences uh yeah it's it's good like it's 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 fine that's that's where i land on it i kind of like the last fight Last fight's fun. I don't know. Yeah, I just kind of like that. I just find that Creed is just like, he's just like yelling. He's like willing himself to like keep fighting. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty fun. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you where it is hilarious that it is like a very, like not stripped down, but it is like a very like straightforward and like almost like subdued retelling or like a, a extension of Rocky four in a lot of ways. I totally forgot this movie starts in, in Kiev which is just really interesting <laughs> to on rewatch, you know? Um, but I, I will say like kind of what you were mentioning earlier about them, the movie kind of um, grounding the Dragos. I actually think that's probably my favorite part of this movie where um, they really do play. And it's really not um, talked about a lot. It's a lot of um, just like how people move throughout frames where it's, they're really showing how the Rus- Russia just does not care about these people. And they're only using them for kind of, their own self-interests and they're, they're kind of people without a country. And it's really, it's really very, very, very thoughtful. Well, not very, very thoughtful. It's interesting. I'm not going to say it's the most, like Rocky four. I'm not going to say it's the it's most a piercing exploration. That's yeah, not the best political <laughs> commentary I've ever seen in a movie, but um, it is, it definitely has more thought than I was kind of expecting um, there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just pretty good. And, you know, Stallone wrote this one after Kugler and his writing partner did the last one. Um, and, you know, Stallone, not the best writer around. He's, I think he's good with, he's like good with structure. Like he understands how things should work, but the particulars, and it's kind of where he gets in trouble a little bit. And there's a lot of scenes in this where it's very static. Just people are like, all right, we have to go into this room now to talk to each other. And they're very like unimaginative scenes that are acted pretty well. Um, but they're not like the well, most like, well imagined when you kind of compare it to creed the original creed um but uh yeah colin what are your thoughts on creed 2 yeah so i think 
for me, there's a, a pretty big curve between everything like from here on up and the ones we've talked about already. Um, whereas like, I don't really dislike any Creed two or anything above it. Um, I actually liked this more the second time I saw it, which was a week or so ago, which I thought was kind of interesting because I saw it in theaters back in 2018. It was like, okay. And I actually enjoyed it a little bit more the second time. Um, I agree with the points on the Dragos. I think it, they're really interesting characters to try and humanize 20 years later uh, or 30, 30 years later. Is that, that how far out we are? I don't know. 25. <laughs> who knows? It's like um, 30. Yeah. We won't be, we won't be looking it up at all. <laughs> and I think, so I think the film's most interesting segments, at least it's most unique tend to come from reframing that and looking at them as these like, expendable and thrown out assets that Russia doesn't really need anymore. Um, on the other hand, I think it does the least amount of surprising things with Creed's supporting cast. Um, I think you're just kind of going through the the typical beats um, with Bianca, even with uh, Creed's mom. Um, I, I think this is the weakest of Felicia Rashad's work in the three movies and it's just she doesn't really have much to do in this movie uh where she's a really strong supporting figure in in one and three um i feel like the pregnancy thing it just it just feels like a very stereotypical way to announce a pregnancy in a movie um and you know i i do like what they do with um bianca's hearing loss and how that that impacts the baby um and i think that brings some really interesting things in this movie and then again in creed 3 whenever we get to it um so i guess my takes on this are kind of like nick's opinion on rocky balboa is i like this movie more when there's not boxing going on uh, because the the boxing formula for this movie does feel really predictable like he loses the first time there's not a doubt in anyone's mind what's going to happen in the in the rematch um, I do really like the training montage in this movie. Um, I think it's one of the best montages for training in the franchise. I just love him out there in the desert, like running, running against uh, Rocky's car and just beating stuff with a hammer. Um, I like the part where he's doing the the neck, the, the yeah. neck lifts, whatever, whatever the fuck he's doing. I guess he's bracing for like when he gets a headshot and he's like he's got a strong neck now <laughs> don't know how that works but sure <laughs> and i i like the way they parallel that with ivan and uh his training routine and like where his dad's literally trying to like run him over with the car and it's like you don't like you don't stop the car stops you or so he says something really weird like that um the way that they like give him more training than just steroids and show that he's like actually competing for something in this movie too <laughs> He's doing it the real way this time. <laughs> uh, but I think, like, I think it is surprising in the way that, like, the mom is a uh, major, or that Drago's, uh, the, the elder Drago's ex-wife and the younger Drago's mom is is a character. Even if she's not a lot, I like the way that they kind of, like, use her to show what the country as a whole just kind of did to the two of them. Um, so I think that's really interesting. I think there are a lot of interesting things in this movie. It just doesn't do them all as surprisingly or as intimately as things were done in Creed. Yeah, it's missing. I think it's on rewatch. I was surprised that that uh, Ludwig Gordonson came back to do the score, but I think definitely a step down in terms of his score. Like he's doing like a like a massive like, like, step down, like a guitar yeah. thing. Then it's like trying to yeah. be like like softer and like more subdued as we mentioned. But it's just the 
that it saps a lot of the energy. Like, I feel like if you would cut and paste almost the exact same scores Creed, I think we feel a little differently about this movie is my take on it. Like it really needed a little extra uh, energy because it doesn't, it, it does feel like it's trying to be a little, a little too self-serious um, with the material, but yeah. I like it. I like the fights a little more. I think they're fun. Um, I kind of, I kind of like just Creed, just getting the shit beat out of him at the lot in the last scene, getting knocked down <laughs> three times. I thought, I thought that was pretty fun. And then, um, and then, um, uh, Drago thrown in the towel. And I thought, that was good stuff. I liked it. I'm a fan. I, uh, I feel like Ludwig was busy with Black Panther around this time. And so this was Probably. just like the after yeah. project. This was, this was the temp score. And he's like, oh, he was like, he overslept. And he's like, oh, fuck, I forgot to write the Creed 2 score. And just gave yeah. him the temp thing or whatever. It feels that way <laughs> for sure. Yeah, not one of his finer works, but I love that guy. Uh, he's great. I'd say we move on from here. Let's go to number five. Um, so I think that puts us back to Colin. What would you put in the number five spot? So I'm going to go with what was my number six, which is Rocky two. Yes. Okay. I'm all right so, with that. That was my four. So I'm okay, but I'm okay with that. So we, like we all in agreement on Rocky two. I definitely Rocky? agree with this. Yeah, I let's do it. Definitely agree. So Rocky, Rocky two and Creed two, um, were two that I'd only seen once and that my opinions went up a little bit on each of them this go round. And maybe I've just matured as a, a film enjoyer. Um, but yeah, I, I do really like Rocky two. I do really like Creed two. I just don't think they're on the same level as everything else. Um, I think Rocky maintains a lot of the goobishness and it's really interesting to see him on top of the world. And yet like no, nowhere further from where he started in Rocky one, um, where he has all this money that he blows in an afternoon. And then he's just like, nobody wants to hire him. Nobody wants to see him as anything else. Um, they just want him to go be a punching bag. Um, so I think those elements of things are really good. Um, I like a lot of Adrian's just material in this movie. And I, I really like as cheesy as it is the proposal scene where, where they're at the zoo. Um, I think it's just like with a tiger in the background. <laughs> it's a really it, cold tiger, by the way. I don't know if that's good for them, but anyway, <laughs> it was warmed by their love. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful stuff. Um, but I think it's just like, it's just the most like heartfelt goobish. I think it encapsulates Rocky so much in that moment. And I think that this movie as a whole just has a lot of really good moments like that. Um, I really like everything in Apollo um, in this movie. There's definitely a lot more buildup to like that rivalry because, you know, now Apollo sees them as much more of a threat. Um, and I, you know, I like kind of the beat that Apollo gets stuck on where I won, but I didn't beat him. Um, and I like how they set up Apollo to be the heel where he was very much the main event in the first movie. Um, I think that the uh, the boxing is definitely a lot sharper in this movie than it is in the first one. When you rewatch the big fight in Rocky One, like it's very clear that the punches aren't getting even close to like Rocky's face. And one of the announcers, <laughs> one of the announcers is like, "Rocky's just taken ten hits," and I was like, "Wait, Rocky's been hit." <laughs> it's very realistic, Con. <laughs> um, and I think this movie's interesting because it feels much more akin to Rocky One than any of the other sequels do. But it is also a middle point where it's like not quite what Rocky's going to become in Rocky three and Rocky four. Um, 
it's still close enough to Rocky that I think a lot of that depth is still there. And just a lot of the more interesting things that make Rocky an underdog are still there because he's still an underdog in this movie. Um, so I, re- I really like it. Um, at the same time, it is it does have a lot of similarities and a lot of rehashes of similar things that happened in the first movie. Um, so I don't think it's as, as fresh or as moving as the original, but I think it's pretty solid nonetheless. Yeah. The yo Adrian, I did it gets me at the end. My yeah. God, that, that, that makes me feel good. Oh, um, it, I have one gripe though. Please do. Please say, I want to hear it. It starts the trend where each Rocky movie starts with the ending of the last Rocky movie. And I hate oh, that I like so it. Much. It's fun. I love it. The I first love it. 10 minutes of this movie is just Rocky. The fight at the end of Rocky. Well, you know what? I like the original Rocky, so that's fine. <laughs> no, but I'm Colin happy was to like, watch oh, it again. You've, he's this like, is why Nick liked No Way Home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colin was like, if you've rewatched the fight from Rocky, it's like, oh, you mean the first 10 minutes of this movie? That's <laughs> <laughs> just, it is funny. Like, it's just, you know, back when sequels weren't as big of a thing, they have to be like, this is what happened in the first Rocky for everybody. Like, just in case you didn't see it once. Yeah. Um, once it leaves theaters, it's gone forever. Yeah. But <laughs> now it's like, it's like, Oh, you didn't see the 20 other 27 other Marvel movies. Ah, sorry. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> You're lost. I guess. <laughs> no, I like, I like Rocky too. Um, I, it's definitely not as rewatchable for me. I don't know. Like, you know, some of the best movies are rewatchable. So I don't know how big of a gripe that is. Um, I think there's a part where, so this is Stallone came in to write and direct this one after John Abelson kind of uh, directed the first one. Um, and there's like a, there's a weird thing that in the, some of the sequels where it just feels like Stallone is just vamping for scenes. Like there's like the kind of the blueprint of the scene and he'll just like keep rambling and you know, Rocky does, is a rambler, but I feel like there's more structure. There's a lot of structured scenes, like especially like in Creed or the original Rocky where it makes a little sense. And I feel like, in this in like the beginning the beginning of Rocky 2 there's a lot of like scenes where like you think he's done talking and you're like oh he's still going like he has more things to say um and it kind of it i think it's it saps a little bit of kind of the the energy of the movie and the pacing of it a little bit um but yeah then like the ending fight when they like they they're punching each other and they both fall to the ground they're trying to beat the 10 count it just it's so fucking good. it yeah, fucking awesome. rules yeah, yeah. Um, it really rules um and then yeah car weathers as apollo um, is this the time where we talked about Carl Weathers? I I don't really understand why he didn't have a bigger career. Like that guy is so charismatic. Sub nice. Twitter um, thread. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. Good for you. Good for you. Nice tweet. Nice tweet. <laughs> uh, I just fucking love that guy. I mean, certainly a lot of it is just racism in Hollywood, and there wasn't a lot of roles for black black men at the time. But um, he is just so charismatic, and like you just can't. He is so magnetic. You can't take your eyes off him i just like he's just awesome I, i'm just kind of bummed that we didn't kind of get all we could out of car weathers when it when he was you know still young and juiced juiced out of his mind when his roids i guess we got predator out of it so that was kind of fun but uh um, oh yeah yeah but uh yeah i feel like we as a society did not appreciate Carl weathers enough i wholeheartedly agree it's like at the end of this movie rocky is the heavyweight champion but apollo is still the champ and it's because of just like how charismatic Carl Weathers is and everything he does. Um, and it's like, I think kind of like I said in Rocky four, like my favorite part of that movie is when he descends from the ceiling uh, with <laughs> living in America. 
but it's just that energy that he brings to even the smallest thing. Um, and we'll talk about a moment. I guess that moment's also in this movie, but it's a moment from Rocky where it's just like a little two second look that just shows you how good of an actor he is. Um, but yeah, I love everything Apollo does. Um, I'm going to talk about him quite a bit more, a little higher up in the rankings. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is the part where we talk about Carl Weathers is coming up. Don't you worry. Carl is there Weathers. water involved? So, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so I think this movie's solid, like on my personal list where as you'll remember, Rocky four was a lot higher. Uh, this was kind of like the point of the list. I feel like where I start to like the movies a little bit, a little more. Uh, I think this movie has some really interesting ideas and it's, uh, I, I think the movie wants to be about the fact that Rocky, it almost wants to be a tragedy. I feel like about a man who can't do anything other than basically get the hell beaten out of him because yep. he's really good at it. Uh, like in the first half, you have scenes that seem interesting where he's doing like this commercial and he's just screwing up the line every single time. It's like this really uh interesting scene that i don't feel like really adds up to a whole lot by the end of the movie like it's kind of just like becomes the traditional rocky inspirational sports movie uh i also think all this stuff with adrian getting sick and going into the coma is completely inconsequential and it grinds the movie to a halt <laughs> in a way that just like really bothers me like it feels like the movie's trying to almost pad the runtime because it's like, oh, it needs to be a little bit longer. I just don't think that that works at all. And I just, I, yeah, I, I don't care for that stuff. Uh, the training montage here is awesome. Like, I really enjoy this training montage. Nah, fuck them kids. And, <laughs> yeah. I'm out. I'm out on the training montage, but we can get to that later. And uh, I, my last note, I, I took notes on a lot of these movies. My last note is literally just Carl Weathers is awesome. So <laughs> that's that's where it wraps up. Yeah, who I, I thought Rocky II at the beginning is like an incisive look at capitalism. You know how we can't we can't improve the labor force or can't, it's not flexible. Who would have thought? Um, man, just coming to Rocky movies for all of the great political ideas about us as a, as a society <laughs> now it's I do. so weird that it went to the politics of rocky four from this movie because like <laughs> it, it genuinely there is some interesting stuff in this movie about that i would say so yeah but yeah it actually is pretty good because he go, he goes to the um like the job agency and like they're like sorry like we just can't help yeah. you because you don't have yeah. like the resume um so like all jokes aside like it actually is like you know like it shows how people can get stuck and then you can't really get your way out of it. And you kind of have to kind of plow forward with only tools you got. I think, I don't know. It is, it is really, it is interesting. Um, I think out of the sequels, I think, or I guess in the Rocky franchise itself, um, I think it is like the most thematically interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Even if like, I will watch like another sequel that we'll get to in a second, probably um, a way more. Um, so it's kind of how I feel about it. I like it a lot. And then the ending, it, it you know, it's, it is kind of the sequel thing where it's like, we'll do the same thing, but bigger, bigger. Um, but, you know, it works because the Rocky character is still a grounded character and whatnot. So quite like I it. love the score in this one, too. I think the redemption theme is 
very high up there on the Rocky music rankings. Yeah, it's just that's the, I mean that's the huge thing about the entire franchise. Like when it's working and it's like when it's going on fire on all cylinders, it's just the score is just honestly like it changes the industry. Like how good it is. Like I think like I feel that way about the original Rocky. I feel that way about you know the like Creed as well. Um, yeah, it just it's 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 great. It's Bill Conti. What a guy. Um, but yeah, well, I guess we'll we'll move on to our number four pick from there, which I think that brings it back to me here. So I think in the four spot, there's four movies I really like left, but I'm going to go with Creed three here in the four spot. How do we feel about that? That's uh, not counting the movies we've already talked about. That's where I would have it. So how about you, Spencer? Am I in the clear? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I had it one higher than that. And I think it's uh, a better movie than one of the one of the movies. But I oh, do how really dare like you. both movies. <laughs> how, how dare you? Justice for Thunderlips. Um, no, I I will do Creed. So Creed three was my five. Um, I had Creed. I Rocky two above it. But as we talked through Rocky two, I'm kind of feeling like Creed three was probably the better movie all along. Um, but I think four is a good spot for it. Um, cool. Let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. Yeah. Creed three. Um, obviously we've probably only had a chance to all see it once at this point. So I'm curious to see how it ages, but you know, it just has my guy, Jonathan majors in it and he's fucking incredible <laughs> as the villain as Dame Anderson. Um, just incredibly believable. He's doing like the, like the George Foreman, like cross guard thing, which is really, really cool. Um, yeah, I've, there's just a lot of different things like threads to pull out of this movie. Obviously this is the first time we don't have Rocky in the Rocky in the Rocky and Creed franchises. And I think it's all the better, better for it. You know, we, we kind of, we talked about Creed two already, but him just kind of going and seeing his son and you just like assume that he's just still there in this movie, I think is like a perfect send off to that guy. You know, he like, he found his purpose in life again and now he gets to hang out with his, with his new family after he thought he lost it previously. Um, so yeah, Michael B. Jordan directing this one. It's a true LA movie. Um, and, and like, you know, like the last fight is in Dodger stadium, which is pretty cool. Um, it's just, and so much has said, been said about the anime influence in it already. Like Michael B. just, just fires up Dragon Ball Z in his free time, I guess, but it really (laughs) works. It really works well in this movie. And it does, it really is like refreshing because, you know, we're, we are getting to the point where all these movies are the same structure and you can kind of. You really the way that you make a good version of these is like you just do something slightly different to the structure to make it work. Um, but yeah, I think having Rocky out of the picture makes us like it's Creed's movie. And I think they were struggling for whose movie it actually was in the previous iteration with like Stallone writing it and kind of tying it back together with his family in the end. Um, but I just I really like this movie. It's super watchable and Jonathan Majors is just like that guy is a superstar. Like I don't <laughs> like he truly is like a great combination of being an incredible actor and also an incredible movie star. Um and him as the villain, like I love Michael B. Jordan, but he's not nearly as like talented as Jonathan Majors. He just like wipes the floor with him. Uh it's just he's fucking awesome in this movie. That's kinda yeah, that's it. Just Jonathan Majors is is all you can say about this movie. He's great. I'll say a little bit about Michael B. Jordan because this is his first <laughs> time uh, being behind the camera, and I think he does great. Like with the direction of this movie, like I, uh, 
really solid job. I think the fight sequences in this, the, as you said, uh, highly influenced by anime fight sequences of this movie are awesome. Like he makes a really interesting choice that you will know what I'm talking about towards the end of the movie. Uh, that just yep. feels totally different in this franchise. Uh, but yeah, like you said, this is definitely Jonathan Major's show. Like he is so good in this movie. Uh, it like made me dislike Ant Man Quantumania even more. Just because <laughs> yep. it felt like they wasted uh, a a tremendous amount of talent that Jonathan Major so clearly has. And this movie like knows that it has him and it uses him really really well. Uh, I have a complaint about this movie, like a pretty big complaint, and that's that I feel weird that the movie made Jonathan Majors like the villain of the movie. Like I do think there's a a more interesting kind of movie where Creed trains this person like for oh, a fight to kind of prove himself. I agree. Like the movie wants you to rich root for like the rich champion fighter over the down on his luck guy who got completely fucked over by the system like his entire life and i i felt very weird and conflicted about that watching the movie and i think the movie wants you to be completely in creed's corner at the end and i think it either should have been a little more gray with like thematically about who you should be rooting for and make it more complex or it shouldn't have gone that direction just because like I think Jonathan Majors is almost too good of an actor for this franchise because like Seriously. this scene the scene where he's coming out for his first fight and he's getting like booed I'm literally like fuck you fuck you fuck you <laughs> everybody who's booing him because like I am completely in his corner and it's like they try to get you to be like oh no he fought dirty but it's like I don't care. Like, I'm just like, beat the shit out of this guy. Prove that audience wrong. And so it's weird that we have a, a franchise that starts with a guy who's down on his luck. He's the underdog. He's poor. He doesn't have any like money. And in the most recent entry, yeah, we're rooting for a guy who owns like the nicest mansion in Los Angeles that has an overlook of the city and all that. Like, it's just... It's a little weird to me, but I still think this movie is really very good. I really liked it. Yeah, I'm totally with you where I was like, is Michael B. Jordan actually the bad guy of this movie? And I, honestly, I wonder if like if Jonathan Majors, if you replace him with like a worse actor, do you like do we have this conversation? Because, you know, he, he, like we said, he's so magnetic. Like and when yeah. I say why, when I say he blows Michael B. Jordan away, like. I love Michael B. He's super care super charismatic guy. Um, he's just not nearly like the, the level of actor Jonathan Majors is. Oh, like yeah, Michael dude, B. In this yeah. movie, he gets totally overshadowed. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> um he's and probably like a lot of that is um, you know, like him directing and kind of going all over the place. But he's a he is a movie star first and an actor second, and Jonathan Majors is yeah. just like a combination of the two. Um and yeah, he's just incredible. That's like even he he's like it's like the first time in this franchise where you're staring at a guy you're like i have no idea what that guy's thinking like he like his you can tell that he's like the way he like twitches and like how, like he just like you you can tell his brain's going like a mile a minute and you don't know like what he's about to do next so like that diner scene which at the beginning of the movie which oh, i yeah. think is really the so good and it's really just like that encapsulates the entire movie like you're just like is he gonna 
leap up and punch him in the face? Like, what is what is what, what's about to happen here? Or is he just going to be not, like, or are they just going to chat? It is just he's he's incredible. He really is one of a kind. So I'm just I think this like I'm curious if a Creed Four actually works, you know, because he's already been retired once. So like, how much do you go back to the well again? Unless it's just an Amara movie next time around. <laughs> um, but like, I think this movie works just because Jonathan Majors is just so good in it. He's yeah, I just I cannot get enough of that guy. Yeah, and I think at a certain point in this movie, they're just like trying to create artificial distance between Michael B. and Jonathan Majors, so that you are like going from oh, like I've I've heard Damien's story now. I'm kind of rooting for this guy. To all of a sudden, you're like, no, he's the worst. I want Creed to step <laughs> back into the ring and and punch him, punch him. Um, so I do think like there is that, but it's interesting because like this is the first movie outside of Apollo versus Rocky where I think you have an antagonist who is like given just as much attention and with an actor who has just as much talent as the star. Um, And so I think it takes the, like it takes the movie into a whole new level that you never really got with like Drago and Creed two or with uh pretty boy, uh, whatever his name was and <laughs> pretty Ricky in, pretty yeah <laughs> in, in the first creed um and i think a lot of that is possible because rocky's gone right this isn't a rocky legacy sequel anymore this is creed's franchise and i think this is the first movie where it really feels like that because i think especially going into creed 2 like that movie doesn't happen without rocky 4 and it's very much rooted in things that creed wasn't even alive for Um, And so I think this is the first where it's like, this is Creed's story. Here's something from his past. Here's his legacy. Like, this is all his. This isn't, you know, Rocky Balboa Jr.'s. This is Adonis Creed's. Um, And I think the movie works really well in that regard. I think the fights just have a new electricity to them because they're so much Mm -hmm. more stylized than, you know, anything we've gotten before that. And that's where, like, a lot of that anime influence comes in. I think even putting it in Dodger Stadium is just a cool idea, um, as opposed to the usual like Las Vegas casino that the past few movies have kind of fixated yeah. on. Or in Russia. Or or in <laughs> Russia. <laughs> um, so I think there's just a lot of new energy to it that I really like. Um, but kind of echoing what you guys said, like this is Jonathan Major's movie um, almost for the entirety. I love everything they do with with Damien. Um, he, he's great like if the, the rest of the franchise was just like the two of them like him training damien and damien just demolishing everyone i would happily watch that yeah he's there's been i feel like there's been a few times where everyone just like goes behind an actor like this is the one and i'm like all right let's relax a little bit and then this time with jonathan majors i'm like the one leading the bandwagon i'm like this guy is fucking yeah. awesome so <laughs> i love <good>. him <laughs> So we're, we're recording this podcast in the middle of uh, March Madness, and there's been an army trailer commercial that's been playing a lot, and it has Jonathan Majors in it. <laughs> and after every time I watch it, I'm like, do I join the army? Like, what, like, <laughs> what do I do next? <laughs> so I just think I think that guy is just incredibly talented. Like he really like he gets like the movie star quality of these movies, but he like really like like i said like that twitchiness and the way he like he like hangs his body like it's just it's so natural it looks like yeah, to him like dude. he's so believable oh, as a boxer so um yeah it's just it's he's he's the best i love that guy um, and i think he has more interesting things with a lot of the side characters than creed himself does mm-hmm. and i think there's a line 
um, in particular where he's talking to Bianca and he's like, how does it feel like listening to somebody else perform your song or something like that? And it's just this moment where he kind of just like cuts her down, uh, but he's still like, like he's not a bad guy yet, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think there's just like a lot of really interesting parallels between those two that get explored in this movie, but at the same time, they don't get explored, you know, fully uh, because ultimately that's not Damien's supporting cast. It's Creed's supporting cast. Yeah. It's just, I like this movie. I'm really curious to see how I feel about it over time. Um, Cause you know, we're all, we're all talking about Jonathan majors, but I am curious if some of the flaws of it come out, but over time or things we don't perceive as flaws now do over time. But I think it's a very well directed movie. Kind of like, as you mentioned, Spencer, like uh, Michael B. Jordan is a very good director. I thought this was, you know, it's like a, it's so hard to like do a take on a boxing movie at this point, even if it's not rock Rocky related, like they're all, I mean, all mm-hmm. of them basically are Rocky again, either with imagined characters or real characters. It's the same arc. So it's like, well, how can you do something different? And like making it stylized like this, like, it's it's a really cool choice that could could have gone horribly wrong, and it actually works really well to its benefit. So I like Creed three a lot. Have you guys seen Warrior? Does that oh, mean no. a lot like Warrior? Warrior yeah. sick. Tom so Hardy. Good. Tom Hardy yeah. just breaking people, then just like running out of the the cage each time is the most incredible thing ever. I mm-hmm. love Warrior. This this feels like uh, Rocky's version of Warrior, the franchise's version of yeah. Warrior to me. Like it's like two two guys doing the only thing they know, beating the shit out of each other until they realize they love one another. It's just, it's it truly is like poetry. they have they have to destroy Tom Hardy's shoulder or Joel Edgerton does to make oh, yeah, to realize yeah, yeah. to like break his arm. Yeah. He's like, I fucking love you. God damn. Yeah. Just, just punching him in the shoulder. Love Warrior. Great movie. Okay, but um, have you seen Real Steel? <laughs> <laughs> oh god um all right i think that's how let's move on let's go to number three um which i think kicks it back to spencer yeah and i feel like my hands are tied in this one but i'm gonna go with the once again the safe pick and i'm gonna propose that we play rocky three here i think that's right that's where i'd put it it was three on my list but I don't know if I want to reveal where it is on my list. <laughs> oh, <laughs> interesting. I feel uh, like we can't. I feel like we can't put it over Creed or Rocky. We can't do it, right? Same. <laughs> like, I'd be, I'd be mildly okay putting it over one of those because once again, it's a rewatchable thing. But I, uh, one of them, I definitely do not feel so comfortable putting. Rocky where was where was where was Rocky three on your list, Spencer? Uh, well, as of right now, it's my number three. I've been deleting as we go, but uh, it was probably like my number four. I think. Yeah, I'd say let's do that at three because it's a little yeah. lower on I'll your list. S- I'll seat it here at three, but I will talk about it like it's in the spot that I actually have it in. <laughs> That's fine. I'm so curious what spot it's at, Colin. Whatever, whatever puts you over the, puts you over the edge, Colin. Whatever whatever works <laughs> all right so we'll put okay rocky three at number three uh, i want to so... s- go ahead sorry no i was just... go ahead it's all you well i want to start off by saying i i took notes on these movies and i have by far rocky three had the most notes <laughs> uh, but in like a positive way um this movie felt like 
the like discovery of this series for me on this watch like i had such a good time with this movie i think uh, it's awesome. incredible yeah it's so good um to start like mr t he is definitely one of the rules. franchise's <laughs> best villains like i love how the opening like montage is just rocky fighting people and you see mr t in the audience just getting progressively more fucking furious like it's it's so good because it's like i want to see the ingrid goes west style movie about mr t following rocky around and like obsessing over him and his hatred just brewing uh hulk hogan's in this movie there's like thunder this, lips oh yeah yeah thunder lips there's this bizarre uh charity match that rocky does against a wrestler and That's Hulk so Hogan good. basically plays a feral animal in the movie. like he just goes completely ape shit and just starts beating up everybody in in the entire audience basically and it's it's an amazing scene uh this movie also broke my brain there's a scene where a marching band in the movie is playing the rocky theme which sent my mind spinning like this is gonna keep me up at night because it's like the did the rocky theme already exist in the rocky universe was there like a biopic about rocky that was written and came out and had the theme and now they're playing the theme like it just was it broke my brain in in a in a weird way um the scene where mickey they like leave him dying in the locker room and decide not to take him to a hospital. But then uh, Rocky, after his fight, he like loses his fight. He comes in. It's like a genuinely touching scene. And Stallone's really, really good in that scene. I yeah. would argue like he He's does good. a really good job in that, in that moment. Um, and Carl Weathers in this movie is the MVP for me. Like once again, like he's so good. And I love how the franchise brings him back in like it's i think it's really fun to have like you know the two once foes kind of team up because they hate this new guy so much because he's <laughs> such a one-dimensional like lunatic <laughs> psycho person um and hey, i woman. promise yeah <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i promised earlier that i was going to bring up barton fink again this movie joins the likes of Barton Fink and Mulholland Drive in portraying Hollywood, specifically LA, as just like a fucking hellscape. Like it makes it makes LA look like a dystopic nightmare, like the seventh circle of hell. Uh and Polly's like being a racist. It's just like a, it's a wild, wacky 20 minutes of this movie. Um that made me like it showed LA in a way that I don't think we've really ever seen it seen it portrayed before like it's just like a junkie basically yeah it's a uh, war-torn so country yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real it's it literally makes it like it, it's like they go to the third world for a little while and they're just like <laughs> completely immersed in gotta get rocky chaos. back to its roots you know he's gotta work out <laughs> yeah. all the rubble <laughs> and then the last thing i want to say other than i love a good homoerotic montage which is movie oh has, incredible uh, yeah incredible there's there's a shot in the last fight where Polly's holding a spit bucket and Stallone just spits all over Polly and Burt Young looks genuinely like rattled and shocked like he's straight up like he, I had to rewind the scene to watch a couple times because he looks just like holy fuck he just spit all over me like it's the best it's so good so yeah this movie's awesome love it 
so good. The <laughs> the homoerotic hug in the ocean is like one of my favorite things. I've just ever dudes seen. being bros. Just dudes rock is all I can say about that scene. <laughs> in a crop top, like they're in crop tops at multiple points. And like the, the when great. they're running, it's just like focusing on their junk and like their veiny like quads as they're sprinting across the beach. It is just there's a lot going on there. Not, I don't think Stallone figured out anything was going on there, but there sure is a lot going on in that scene. Um, yeah, this movie is great. I love Mr. T. Uh, Clubber Lang is just incredible. Every fight with with him in it, it sounds like Rocky's getting punched by a train. Like it is like it gets honestly, it's like even better than like the the Indiana Jones punch scene that they're just like so loud, <laughs> and you're like, God, like this guy could like destroy like punch through a wall or something it is so funny um and and he's just like yelling and like sweating profusely the entire time um yeah as i let out this this, let this podcast uh my prediction pain is like one of my favorite like lines ever it's he breaks the fourth wall as he does it it is just the best thing um yeah this is like i think this is like the perfect combo of like i still kind of care about rocky as a character and it's also just like like ridiculously entertaining um like yeah like out of the <laughs> it was funny because i would we were talking about like yeah like rocky 4 is a movie that i kind of watched sometimes i was in my head i was like oh yeah i like i think i watch rocky 3 a little more because it's just there's so many great moments in it and yeah you got hulk hogan just throwing children and babies <laughs> or whatever he's doing in that scene um and then afterwards he takes the picture and he's totally fine and it was all an act i'm like oh this is just the greatest movie ever um yeah, and this is the movie where I think Rocky learned how to use steroids because he's just like yoked or like it, like a kind of like disgusting degree. Um, but yeah, I I think for me it just comes back to the Clubber Lang like that like he's just such an amazing force um, as as an actor. I just they just he's just used in all the right ways and like you said like the opening montage where he just gets mad and more and more mad is it's just so, so good. It's so funny and I love it so much. <laughs> and by the time you see him fight you're like, "Oh shit, this guy's going to kill somebody in the ring." <laughs> and I love how like the the franchise is just like we're just going to take a villain now who's just irredeemable scum. Like, he's just, like, the worst person. Like, no more no more shred of depth like Apollo Creed had. No more charismatic Carl Weathers. Like, it's just going to be an angry man. Like, just, like, the, the, yeah, it's so good. It's yeah, and everybody hates him. Like, every time he talks, everyone's, like, just, like, screaming back at him. It's, yeah. It's so good. Colin, what are your thoughts on Rocky Three? So... I made two lists for this preparation. I made one where I tried to be objective and I was like, if you gave everything like letterbox scores and points, like this would be top dog. Rocky three was a little bit above the median in that one. Uh, but unashamedly, this is my favorite Rocky movie. I love Rocky three so much. Damn. Uh, Clubber Lang is just kind of the greatest thing ever. Um, Like I, oh, I love Rocky three so much. I just, this is the movie that, like, when I think of Rocky as an adult, this is, like, the movie that I'm like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> every everything about this movie just works for me, even when it doesn't. Um, I do, like, Clubber Lang is just so high up there on my Rocky villain rankings. I think he just, he, like, embodies what Rocky and Apollo each hate about the other person. 
where he's like this know nothing underdog who gets the shot, but then he's just this unbelievably cocky like asshole who dominates the ring. <laughs> uh, but Mr. T's just great. Like he's basically just playing like a louder version of himself from the A team, but he's just fantastic. Uh, <laughs> that part where he's just like at the press conference and Rocky's retiring and he just like starts hitting on Adrian. Uh, and he's just like, <laughs> hey woman. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he's, got a, just, he's got a way with the ladies, for sure. I can't stop. It is just so good. Glover <laughs> Lang's got to be a sensitive lover. Yeah, it's like the full 180. I mean, <laughs> right, guys? <laughs> he's the most sensual, like, <laughs> caring lover ever. But I I just, I love Glover Lang. I think he's a great antagonist. Um, I... Like, I really like how much of a circus the first, like, 30 minutes of this movie is. Because I feel like the franchise as a whole is kind of self-aware of what point it's at. Like, I think this is the first one where I would consider this, like, a blockbuster. Uh, like, not that, I mean, they didn't really have blockbusters. Like, we have them back then. Uh, but the first were like, this is like a tentpole, like, I'm coming for these specific things. And I think it delivers, like, on all of the triumph and the montages and all that. Um, but I just love how insane it gets in the, that fight with Hulk Hogan. Um, I love, like, you know how in, like, season four of the TV show, you can see that, like, oh, they've all made a ton of money now because everyone has lost, like, 20 pounds. They're not balding yep. anymore. Like, yep. um, Stallone just looks like a completely different human than Rocky looks like <laughs> in one or two. <laughs> like, he's lost the accent. He's just so much more chiseled. <laughs> yeah, like, all of, like, the... Like his face is completely like thinned out. Like he looks yeah. like an entirely different person. <laughs> yeah, you're like, why does he look like that for like the first twenty minutes of this? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, did he like? Does that something happen to him? I'm like, oh no, he just learned the ways of steroids. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> no, there's just so many little great bits in this movie. Um. Just I I forgot about when. Uh, Apollo is teaching Rocky how to how to like proper footwork, and he's like dancing right behind him um, in the mirror. <laughs> I was waiting is... for him to grab his waist. <laughs> Seriously, like, I was like, come on! Just it is do so it, it is come so in. erotic. It is so it, it is. is so it funny. Is. Yeah, this the entire time. I'm like, you guys just gonna kiss? Like, please, like that would make this the greatest movie ever made. Um, yeah, it would be my number one if that happened for sure. <laughs> and then they would kiss Clubber Lang after the fight too. Great. Sounds great. That's this is our remake of Rocky Three. It's all coming together. <laughs> um, but like my main, I really only have one complaint with this movie. Despite how much I love it, is it feels like the first half of this movie is bloated with too many things going on. Whereas like you're you're trying to build this idea of like Rocky, like he's become too comfortable. He's basically become like what Apollo was walking into their fight in the first movie, where he's like become the fat cat, and he's like I don't. I don't really need to give this much concern. Like it's just a fight and he ends up losing. But I feel like when you're jamming the death of Mickey, like literally right into that, into that fight as well, you're taking away a lot of like the hubris of Rocky. Whereas like he's losing this fight because he didn't take anything seriously. Whereas like, Oh, it's not his fault. He's losing. Mickey's dying. And like, you know, Rocky was really like had the heart of the, he had the eye of the tiger the whole time. He was just distracted. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot how many times they say "Eye of the Tiger" in this movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like literally. It's, it's the thrill of the fight. <laughs> <laughs> the 
just every time Carl Weathers looks at Stallone, he's like, you know, I the tiger, I the tiger. And I'm like, oh, I forgot the this actual line in the movie. I totally forgot about yeah. this. <laughs> no, I love this movie. It's so fun. It's so, so good. Just the montage is just, it, it, it's, oh my God. There's so many, there's, it's wonderful. Just truly, that's just true cinema, as Martin Scorsese would say. Um, why don't we move on? to number two, which is where I think things could get pretty interesting. Um, and this is Colin. So we are down to Creed and the original Rocky. And so what would you prefer in the number two spot? I'd say Rocky four, Rocky versus Drago, the ultimate director's cut. <laughs> um, I forgot about that. Have you you've seen it? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I think there's no robot in that mo- in that version. That's I why believe so. So I'm not interested in watching it personally. Yeah. So that makes it number <laughs> you ten can't on our list. Upon perfection. Yeah. <laughs> um, this this one was hard for me. I changed. So I I had Rocky three in my favorite number one spot. Um, uh, but two and three was wow. was constantly and even as I speak now, I'm still like, did I make the right choice here? Um, between Creed and Rocky, but I put Rocky um as the underling in that ranking. So I agree. Put, I'm gonna put Rocky in at number two. I'm, I'm with 100% you. One hundred percent with you guys as well. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I love I have it. A tiger, I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm totally with you, and well, I guess we'll talk about Creed in a second. But I love this. So, Rocky, what is there really to say about it at this point? I so really know. I and I talked about this a little bit before, but I think like Rocky is just so endearing because he's just such a goober in this movie. Um, like even, you know, he's kind of, you know, a almost like a mob enforcer. He for is. A <laughs> His role is a loan shark. It's just, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just so like, just so boyish about everything. And, you know, there's a, there's a part where he's like, I told you to break his head. He's like, well, he's, he's really trying. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, just like how much Rocky cares about, you know, this, this place that doesn't really care about him at all. Or you look at like uh little marie who you know becomes a huge part of rocky about boa but like here's this little girl like he doesn't really know um like she does not care about him doesn't like him at all but he's still trying to like you know be it almost feels like the adult rocky is like a boy trying to be what his version of an adult is um and so you have like rocky who really cares about so much that's going on and i I think his relationship with polly um falls along a lot of these lines where he's like he's really trying to like be there for these people um and they just kind of walk all over him and they want to use him and you know his big shouting match with mickey about halfway through the movie really encapsulates a lot of that where like rocky's this down on le- down on his luck guy he's putting it all out there but nobody like wants anything to do with him until they can get something out of it um and i, th- I think that makes his relationship with adrian a lot more sincere too because, you know, she's one person who doesn't really want anything from him. Um, you know, at first she doesn't even really want anything to do with him. Um, but she's the one person who can kind of, like, appreciate Rocky for Rocky and not want money or fame or, you know, what have you from him. And I think just this is, you know, the only time where he genuinely is an underdog. Um, you know, he's he's got a pretty poor boxing record at the beginning of this movie. You know, he's fighting in like back rooms. He's a lone sharks enforcer. Like things are not going <laughs> great for Rocky. Um, and to watch him just, you know, he he doesn't win the fight at the end, but um, he doesn't get beaten. Um, and 
once you guys talk on it, I'll talk a little bit more about that final fight at Carl Weathers. But uh, I'll let you guys cover Rocky a little bit before that. Yeah, Spencer, go ahead. Good movie. Like, I, of <laughs> course, I, I like Rocky. Um, it. I think that what this movie does, like, incredibly well is set up this really, I guess, in the hindsight of knowing that this becomes the franchise that it does it does a great job of setting up a really endearing like kind-hearted genuine person uh rocky is like a character that i feel like everybody who watches these movies would at least kind of like and want to root for just because he's uh he's just like a genuinely good guy and even though he occupies kind of like you know shady (laughs) areas of being like a the enforcer or whatever for the loan shark um yeah the big problem that i have with rocky um the the first movie and then kind of it it stays with me throughout the series is i just don't really like fall in love with the romance in the way that the movie i think wants you to um i think that the movie is a lot more interesting as like a character study or even as a boxing movie than it is as a romance movie and so as a result some of the scenes feel a little bit awkward and like they don't have chemistry for me which is why my number one movie on this of this franchise is a different movie than than rocky (laughs) it uh but yeah no it's it's great like it's totally deserving of its status and i i would definitely like say that it uh it's like Sylvester Stallone working as a writer in his most uh, effective and best uh, way, like compared to the other entries into the Absolutely. into the series. It feels so much more grounded, and it's it's just bizarre watching this movie, knowing what this franchise goes into. And I think yep. that the 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 sequels kind of make this movie worse in retrospect for me. Definitely uh, weird. So, yeah, like, that's kind of where I stand on Rocky. Yeah, this was the first time in a while I'd gone back to it. I love this movie, and I always have. But you do, like, this is one of those movies where everything that came after it, and obviously it's just so influential, it it changes, like, what you actually remember about the movie. And then you forget, like, oh, yeah, like, there isn't, like, the training montage isn't until, like, like an hour and a half into it almost it's like an hour and 20 is when the training montage is and before that it's just kind of a they've got like a street level almost just basically a crime movie um following rocky and it's just i love it like it is it is truly like you were mentioning like how hilarious this franchise becomes it's just like this you can like follow the line from like 70s naturalism all the way through to like 80s like cheese like and you just see it right through like the create like the rocky movies like this is this true, like this and Rocky three, like it's crazy to think about that these are like in this like the same franchise or even Rocky four for that <laughs> it's matter. So bizarre, and yeah. it's bizarre because this movie is just he's just like like it's just about a guy just like walking around the streets and just trying to figure out his life. And um, I kind of like I've I feel slightly differently about Adrian than you do, Spencer. Where I think in the rest of the movie is like I don't like their their relationship is whatever, but here I feel like it's really good and like these people like these people can't articulate what they want out of life like there's a lot of things that are going on where they just want happiness and like they mm-hmm. want security but they don't know how to like 
say that or get to it. And I think there's a lot of like what people would probably call awkward now, like when like Rocky's trying to make those dumb jokes. And it's like these, these they're just yeah. people like like they're genuine people who are trying to connect but don't really have the faculties or know how to. Um, which is kind of why I really appreciate like a lot of the interactions in this movie. Um, but yeah, and I always forget that he only fights Apollo because Apollo is like, I need, I need a good, I need to make money. <laughs> I need a, I need a good, I need a good, I needed someone who I can just beat the shit out of so I can get my money that I was supposed to get for this fight. <laughs> like it is like, this movie is like deeply cynical in a way um, that makes it's like inspirational, like message, like actually feel like real. Cause you know, like in a 2023 version of this movie, like there'd be some like bullshit reason why the guy gets to like fight in the end or something like that. They would like really like bend over backwards to make that make sense. In this movie, it's like, nah, he's just some guy that the rich guy needs to beat up on. And it's so good. It's so, so good. Yeah. Like his, like the loan shark is his only role model. And it's like, like genuinely, like you could make the argument that maybe Rocky isn't like a great person. I mean, I love Rocky, but like, you know, like where he stands in the world and he's trying to figure himself out. Like there's a, there's a moral gray there. Um, but yeah, I love this movie. I don't really, I don't really have much more else to say about it because obviously it's just such an influential movie. It's like talking about Jaws or Star Wars. You know, it's just, it's a really good movie. It's really, really good. Yeah, I think, like I think Apollo Creed is just such a good character in this franchise, um, and in this movie in particular, kind of like you said, because like on the page and what he actually does in the movie, like he just wants to exploit Rocky. Like he's no different than, yeah, it's a marketing ploy. That's all it is. It's incredible. (laughs) But Carl Weathers is just so charming that like, you can't help but love him as he's like coming into the stadium, like in a George Washington Valley forge outfit. (laughs) 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 Just being this insane over the top showman. And it, it feels really authentic to like a character from, you know, like the WWE or like, like from kind of that classic idea of like boxers or wrestlers or professional fighters in general, or like he's very much a showman. Um, and I, I think Carl Weathers is just perfect at that kind of thing. At the same time, I think he brings a lot of humanity to a character who could have been just that showman who could have been yep. a lot more like Hulk Hogan was in Rocky three um, or even like clever Lang. But there's a moment like there's one specific moment that I'm just like captivated by and it's where it's in the last fight and Apollo has knocked Rocky down. He thinks he's won the fight. He like gets up and starts to like hype up the crowd again. And like Rocky does his slow, like climb up the, uh, the motif of going to fly now plays a little bit in the background. And then there's just like the biggest look of like disappointment, but also like fear and also like, what the hell is this guy doing on Apollo's face as he turns around and is like, this fight is still going on. I can't believe this. It's so good. Yeah. It's just, it's incredible. Mm, one of the best moments of the Rocky franchise from Apollo right there. It's really good. I always, and I always forget too, that there's like no music for like forever. Like the first like actual score, like there's like a few like piano riffs in there, but the first score is the montage. And then you're like, holy shit. I will like, run through a wall after watching yeah. it it is so it's like so well earned in a way that like modern movies just wouldn't do now obviously for like pacing well, and like keeping audience like sorry go ahead we're about to get to one that does that teases and holds off really really that's well true that's score. true yeah you're right you're right you're right no you're right um it is yeah but i just like it's just 
it really is. It earns every, like, I'm typically not, like, I kind of, like, hold my emotions, like, strong, like, whenever I'm in a movie that's, like, trying to get me to, like, feel inspired or whatever. Um, but, because most of the time it just doesn't, it's not earned. But here it's, like, it's, it earns every bit of it. And it's, it's really good. And I think some people now would say Rocky is a little, is a little slow for their taste, which is, like, yeah, it's not cut like a, like a movie is now, but I think it's all the better for it because it really just kind of lives with these people. And, you know, like it uses like the um, like the boxing gym is like the only place these people have hope in this in, in this broken down Philadelphia. So it's just it's just really, really good. I love love Rocky. Hot take. <laughs> yeah. <for real>. Nobody, <laughs> nobody loves Rocky. <laughs> but yeah, we'll move on to our number one pick, which obviously is creed which i'm really happy that we picked this as our number one because it's kind of been a take that's been brewing for me for a while that creed is actually the best movie in this franchise um and it wasn't only until this time where this time around where i was like yeah it's it definitely is um this movie rules everything about it is incredible ryan coogler is a god he was like 29 when he made this movie which is just ridiculous um yeah Creed, it's just kind of one of those things we can get into particulars, obviously, but everything about it works for me. It is one of the best, like, modern blockbusters in my mind. So, um, yeah, I'll open up to you guys. I just think this movie's great. I don't know. I feel like requels are everywhere these days, or legacy sequels, or whatever you want to call them. Um, I feel like the Rocky franchise kind of did it first. I think Rocky Balboa, you could make a strong case that that's, like, another legacy sequel. Uh, but then I think Creed is just such a standout. Um, and I think it does get a little bit overshadowed by other franchises that were starting to do this kind of thing at the same time. Cause like this was the same year that, uh, force awakens came out. Um, and Mad Max Fury Road, uh, yeah. which is the best legacy sequel <laughs> that year, in my opinion, by far. Uh, but I do love Creed. Debatable. Are, you, Debatable. are you sure it's not Texas Chainsaw? <laughs> Did that come out in 2015? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I was talking about that came out 2015. Okay. Um, but no, I, I think, uh, and Spencer talked a little bit about this earlier, but they managed to do pretty similar things with Rocky's character that they did in Rocky Balboa, but it feels just so much more intimate. It, it feels less showy here. Um, I feel like when I'm watching Creed and you're re-entering this world, um, and I, I think it helps that you're re-entering through, um, Adonis who is, you know, literally entering into the story at, at, this moment in Rocky's life. Um, I think it helps just bring a lot of the grounding that Rocky lacked after Rocky two back into the fold. And I think, you know, this, this movie plays with legacy a lot, just knowing how big of a character Apollo Creed is in this world. And it, it doesn't beat you over the head with, you know, what Apollo Creed's life and death means kind of like Creed two does. Uh, but it, it is a shadow that hangs over, Adonis for you know most of the movie and it leads to these really touching moments between you know him and his mom and him and uh, Rocky and I, I think like the legacy and like the prowess that Apollo had in the ring just brings a lot of ego to this character in the beginning of the movie um, you know to the point where he just gets shut down the first time he, he hops into the ring um, and it, it brings a lot of hubris to him that I think Rocky had become so mythical that this franchise had kind of lost it. And I think Creed brings you right back down to that, 
that gym in Philadelphia and you're like, all right, like we're, we're starting from scratch here and Kugler's direction. Ludwig's score is just incredible. Like there's, I don't really have anything to complain about Creed because it's just so good at everything it sets out to do. Yeah. What about you, Spencer? Uh, This movie's amazing. Like (laughs) it's so fucking good. Like, um, yeah. So I'll start actually on the score because I think the score is like the best aspect of this movie, but that's like, yep. This movie is full of best aspects of the movie. Um, and I think that the way in the same way that the original Rocky, we were talking about how it kind of holds off on using the score for such a long time. This movie like weaponizes the Rocky theme in such an awesome way. Like when it, finally you're like waiting the whole time for it to come and then when it finally comes it's like literally one of the most euphoric scenes i've seen (laughs) in a modern blockbuster like i i was so taken by the this character you know this portrayal of rocky i i already mentioned how uh i low-key kind of hate rocky balboa and this movie feels kind of like it is kind of like, okay, we're going to take the few good elements of Rocky Balboa, sprinkle them in here, but make a younger character kind of take the reins of this franchise. Definitely. Uh, which which is a great idea, uh, because in my opinion, the having old Rocky fight in Balboa is catastrophic on every level. <laughs> uh, and But on top of that, you know, you have this character of Adonis Creed, who is the child of, you know, arguably in this universe, the greatest boxer of all time. And the movie somehow makes him like an underdog who you really want to root for. Like, I think having his character has a really interesting arc in this movie where he is, you know, kind of not certain he even wants to take that name uh the legacy of his dad he's like conflicted about and he's trying to like prove himself like one of the most emotionally like i think the best emotional moment in this entire series is like that final mo or the the final fight he's like i have to prove to everybody oh so good he's like (laughs) what and he's like that i'm not a mistake it's like such a gut punch of a moment and it's like when yeah when he stands up and he like fully embraces that he is a creed it's like one of the most like just oh it's so good fucking rules it's like it's so yeah this movie like nick talks about how oh yeah when the rocky music comes on that it makes you want to run through a wall this movie makes me want to like just (laughs) go do pull-ups like like the amount of pull-ups that i cannot do you know it's like I, I feel so hyped by this movie, and I think it, it all, uh, the, the secret sauce of it is honestly Ryan Coogler. Like Absolutely. He, just, mm-hmm. he brings a grounded feel to this, but he also does the bombastic moments so well. It's like this really fine line you have to walk, and I feel like he does it in a way that the franchise, like, it, it's, it's the height of what a blockbuster movie is can be even if mad max fury road is just slightly better (laughs) but it's 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 an amazing movie i love it so much like i think that it's just incredible on every front love it yeah and even in that last little bit it's the like i'm not a mistake and then stallone does the i love you kid and you're like oh my god and then the rocky theme comes in you're like i will 
I will destroy everything that is in this man's path. I want, I want all the great <laughs> things for him. <laughs> so good, dude. Yeah, it's like it's just like builds and builds and builds. Like you're like gutted by that line, and then it just somehow takes you even higher on like the emotions train. It's just so awesome. Yeah, so, there it the movie. It's it is one of the things where if you would like explain it, it is something that you could see as like a little like. Like uh, it's a little like it's a little sickly sweet, but it just every every bit works perfectly. That it, it really is Coogler's direction. Like we gotta get this guy away from Marvel. Like I just need him to make another oh, movie. Oh, dude, for <laughs> real, like, for real. Like he, it is incredible what he does in this movie. Like it is, it, it, and even like the editing too. Like every scene is perfectly paced, and it ends at just the right point, and it gives you everything you need to know about what that scene is supposed to like entail for, for for like the majority of the film it is just and then yeah then meek mill comes on and then i levitate out of my body and then <laughs> and then the final fight is just like it, it's amazing like there's there's just yeah it, i could go on like i listen to this the score all the time like even like the little bits where it, it's like the little like piano slowed down version of the rocky score that it brings out sometimes um, during emotional moments is just awesome. Um, and then it's, it is, it really is like all the stuff about a legacy sequel that I hate that is actually done in an amazing way that somehow works. Like it's, it is, it's like one of those things where it's like people who have this IP, they're like, we'll do like our creed, except you're not going to because <laughs> you don't have Ryan Coogler. Um, it's just, it's great. And then, yeah, then we're walking, walking up the steps together at the end. I'm like, uh, this is just the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> no, I just, I really love it. And then we haven't really mentioned Tess Thompson much, but she is awesome. Like really, really good. Um, a character that can go wrong, probably in the wrong hands. Like you could like, I think her music's actually really good. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. Like I like, I like no, listening to good. it. I don't know. Cool. But like, I feel like, the singer girlfriend in a boxing movie that can go wrong in so many different ways. And she's just yeah. such a good actor um, that this movie yeah. should not work. That's one thing. It really, really, it should not. Said. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, if you were to say to me, yeah, it's the Rocky franchise eventually became about Apollo Creed's bastard son who like gets trained by Rocky, uh, like falls in love. Yeah. With a singer girlfriend who's going deaf. Then I'd be like, Oh my god, like that sounds like a disaster. But in like the hands of Ryan Coogler, it just really shines. It's so it's so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say real quick, you mentioned uh like listening to this score. Like when I ran my marathon, I had the Conlin fight slash Yura Creed lined up for right when I'd be <laughs> <Let's finishing>. go. <laughs> yeah, it was like I needed that hype up. Like it's so good. Like Oh, I've definitely I definitely have run to the to the montage music like a few times oh, in my yeah. life and then so yeah then good. the meek mill comes in and I'm like all right I guess I'm just sprinting this last quarter mile <laughs> I guess that's gonna, it's I guess so it's gonna good. happen the um, uh the end credits like gonna fly now remix is right up there for me it's, it's awesome. great it really is like I remember I saw this in theaters and it was a packed house and everyone was going nuts at the end. Like it was one of like my favorite like movie experiences. And it is one of those movies that it's genuinely entertaining, genuinely emotional. And it just, it's like, it really is like everything like a blockbuster or like just a popcorn movie, like for that's supposed to be consumed by as much people as possible. It's everything that it should be. 
um, in every way. I just, yeah, I love it. There isn't like a, there isn't even like a scene I would take out of it. I just love this movie so much. Yeah, yep. fucking rules. <laughs> that's that's Creed. <laughs> we love it's just, Creed. It's just a it's a really good movie. But yeah, that's the end of our rankings. Um, I feel good about it, but I'm gonna run through it again one more time for us, so then we can kind of get to our little lightning round here, and then we can head out of here. But so at number nine we have Rocky Five. At number eight we have Rocky Balboa. At seven we have Rocky Four. At six we have Creed Two. At five, we have Rocky two. At four, Creed three. I'm afraid I'm gonna like mix these up. <laughs> Actually, you're impressed. Uh, at Rocky, at three, we have Rocky three. At two is Rocky, and then one is Creed. I feel pretty good about that list. I think that's pretty solid. Yeah, I like how the uh, yeah. the twos and threes and originals are all like together. <laughs> it is funny. I think it's good, but yeah, I really. I got it. Creed is such a good movie. I can't get over how good it is. <laughs> um, For real. It's just, I'm still it's on just, that. It's really, really good. Um, but yeah, before we get out of here, uh, this is actually Colin's idea by him. We had to do a quick, quick lightning round because I feel like the Rocky franchise really is defined by the montages, the villains, and the fights. So we're going to do... Yep. We're going to run through this very quick. Um, so, Colin, for the first lightning round question, this is a quick answer. Uh, what favorite villain? Prediction, pain. It's got to be Clover Lang. <laughs> he's just—he's so good. How about you, Spencer? Yeah, my head says Dame Anderson, but my heart says Clover Lang. So I'm the I'm exact same way. Lang. I'm the exact same way. <laughs> Mister D is the best. I love it. I love it. All right, next one. We'll do the our favorite montage. Colin, what's your thoughts? I'm going to go unhinged. I actually really like the montage in Creed 2. I just love him like doing stuff with tires and hammers in the desert. <laughs> I love it. Spencer, how about you? Uh, Carl Weathers, Sylvester Stallone, Rocky 3. Homoerotic <laughs> montage. That's all I need in my life. <laughs> um, that's amazing. For me, it's either the original Rocky or the original or the original or Creed. Um, I'm going to have to go with Creed. I just fucking inject the meek mill stuff into my veins it's incredible it's so so good and like the, the quick the quick pad stuff that they do in that movie Ooh. is just so cool yeah it's um, awesome whoever whoever that guy is i just that they found to do that i think he's just like a local like philly like boxing like guy and he's just awesome <laughs> just really really good i love that stuff in there um but yeah that's probably i go with creed as my favorite montage uh that's that's a good one and then finally We'll do our favorite fight. So, Colin, what's yours? I'm going with the only final fight that doesn't become a montage at some point, and that is the uh, unbroken Rocky Clubber Lang rematch. That just it's quick, not doesn't go the full fifteen, so they don't jump around. It's just solid punch each other till somebody goes down. I like it, Spencer. How about you? Uh, the final Creed fight for sure. Like yeah, just I'm like with you. on it. Uh, yeah, everything about that fight is perfectly executed. So, it yeah, it I don't know. Just I I love you, kid. It just gets me every time. I'm like, God damn it! Stop making yeah, me cry. So good. Oh god. <laughs> That's it. That's it for me. Um, yeah, Rocky. There's a few good movies in here. I like these. Are fun. <laughs> Any uh, overarching thoughts before we get out of here? I think no. This was the viewing where I like fell in love with Rocky as a whole, because um, I I had seen 
all the Rocky movies, um, I think it would have been like either early pandemic or soon after Creed two came out. But this was the first time where I like, I get it. And I'm like, and maybe it's just because I'm tired of like the usual nonsense that we're getting right now. Um, but it was just like, I just wanted to run and like lift weights and just punch things. I was like, maybe I could be a boxer. <laughs> um that's truly this franchise's power (laughs) i'm just on cloud nine watching like even even something that i didn't like like rocky four or rocky five like my eyes like i'm just glued like i didn't miss a single frame of rocky four um i think that's just a testament to the power of rocky i feel like we the one thing we did do that we did dirty in this podcast is spencer with rocky (laughs) four So I'll yeah, I'll give you the floor. Do you have any the, more thoughts on Rocky Four you want to get out? <laughs> I mean, it's the lady in the water of this podcast. What can I say? <laughs> you guys, you guys really like dropped the ball on that one. Like you need to, you need to rethink what you did to to our. It's like basically at this point, it should be the national anthem. <laughs> like, oh god. <laughs> No, I don't have anything else to say about Rocky yeah, we, Four. Yeah, we really, we 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 really did talk about it. You a guys lot. let uh, me down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this franchise is just fun. Like it, like we said, there's so many different different paths it takes. Um, it's just bizarre that Creed is really that emotional after all the sequels that there are with Thunderlips. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, but yeah, I'm. Do we hope? Do we hope there's a Creed Four? Do we hope this continues? I would like to see Ryan Coogler like do his version of Rocky Four, but for Creed Four. So who does like, he fight? China, like a Chinese boxer. How does China, that work? At this point, would it just be like another American fighting, <laughs> fighting Creed? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You have Russia, to get him. The, you got Russia seems to be the fun world bad guy again, but they've done Russia, North Korea. Love it. Yeah, that, that, that's it. That's the answer. It's, it's like Creed versus Odd Job, but the Rocky version. <laughs> Kim, Kim Jong un just stands up and claps, and then North Korea becomes a democracy at the end of the movie. I love yeah. it. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, I think that about does it here for us with the Rocky franchise. I had a lot of fun talking about it with you guys. Um, but yeah, that's it. Rocky franchise. A lot of fun movies. Um, but yeah. Thank you, thank you to all for listening. We really appreciate your support. And you can check out more content on the website, moviebabble.com. Um, but yeah, until next time, thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye.